this is the therapy session. <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> for us and for the listeners. Exactly. This isn't us. Hit the alarm. Yeah. What's happening? There was one glimmer of positive news since that loss. What's that? Neither of the coordinators are leaving. I thought you were going to say the good news is that the orange juice machine is still on down at the cafeteria. That is true. Welcome into the lounge. Garrett, uh, what step of the grieving process are you in? Do we rename the lounge the morgue? Oh, geez. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's what it feels like around here right now. Yeah, it's not good. So what step are you in? Are you in the anger phase? What's the what's disbelief? The, what's the first depression? phase? What's the first phase? I'd probably say anger is number one. I mean, I... But no, I'd probably say disbelief yes. first, anger, uh, sadness. I am in disbelief. You're still in disbelief. Okay. In the first one. You haven't gotten over that one. It just is shocking to me that... The Ravens lost that game. I felt all season long like this team was at least going to be in the AFC Championship. Yeah. I felt like they were headed on a crash course for the for the Chiefs in the AFC Championship, and that was going to be a really difficult game. It never really occurred to me that they could lose the divisional round game to the Titans. That was yeah. not that was not part of the equation. I know, I know. <laughs> from our last conversation, you were like, "Oh yeah, no worries, no I was worries, not, not any." And I, like I said on this podcast, I don't like to count my chickens before they're hatched. It's people like you, Garrett, <clears throat> who I blame for this loss. I was confident in this team. You lacked confidence. I, you know what? I'll tell you one game at a time. The playoffs is the playoffs. Everybody deserves to be there. It, there's never a gimme in the playoffs. No, there's and not. You I, just were expecting a gimme. I wasn't expecting a gimme. I just thought that the Ravens were a better team than the Titans. Well, they are. I still think they're a better team I, than I agree, the and I thought they were going to play a better game than the Titans. I definitely thought that as well. Um, so yeah. I'm not going to apologize for feeling like the Ravens were going to win this game. I'm just So like I said, I'm still shocked that it played out the way that it did. That did not look like the team that we saw for the last 12 weeks. Yeah. Well, we're still pretty raw. Right now, we're coming into the soap. We're coming in hot. <laughs> a little raw. Uh, so let's take a step back here first and, and read an email, and then we'll get back into kind of breaking down what happened, how fans should look at this season and this playoff loss and what it means moving forward. Yeah, um, and I will say this with caution that you can email the lounge. That you can oh, email boy. us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Uh, be gentle <laughs> with those emails. Uh, Unless you want to blame Garrett for the loss. Have at it. Yeah, yeah, it's my fault. Uh, <laughs> this one comes to us from Ryan Banbury. Hey, guys, after that devastating loss, I guess all you can do is look at the future. We had such an amazing season, but we weren't good enough when it counted. So what moves are, is it going to take, be it through the draft or free agency, to get the Ravens over the hump and back to the Super Bowl? Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't think that there's – obviously, this is, is a really good team. Yeah. And they've done a good job of locking up pieces for next year already ahead of time. The offense is really young. A lot of guys still in the rookie contracts. I don't see a lot of changes on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, defensively, they've already – they locked up Marcus Peters early. Uh, the secondary, you know, for the most part is intact. You do have Jimmy Smith and Brandon Carr, potentially as free agents, Brandon Carr with a, an option year. Um to me, I, th- I think the defense is the side that I point to, and specifically the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Uh, this season, you know, Matthew Judon is the Ravens' biggest name free agent right now, and he- he's the leading sack guy f- 
just like last year, the two leading sack guys were uh, Terrell Suggs and Zadarius Smith both left. Now Judon potentially could leave. So already an area where I think the Ravens could use some help in terms of the pass rush uh, is going to maybe lose this leading sack guy. Yeah. There's potential for that. So to me, all eyes go on the pass rush moving forward. If they could get somebody, uh, more guys that win one-on-one, just more matchup problems uh, that that would alleviate the having to bring the blitz so often. Yeah, now, I'm not saying Wink's going to change who he is and suddenly drop in the zone all the time. He's going to still bring the heat, but if you're bringing the heat and you're winning one-on-ones, now it, you go from the Ravens had a, a decent amount of pressure on quarterbacks this year. Not a lot of sacks. Yeah, Still yeah. in the bottom half of the league in terms of sacks. I think that some of that changes. Well, let me just say this. So Ryan's question is basically the old, how do you get over the hump? That, that's the question. Okay. And I don't really think that... The pass rushers get you over the hump. Well, <laughs> I, I just don't think that that's really where this team is in terms of that they're behind the hump. I just think that they... I think that this team, in a lot of ways can be over the hump, could have been over the hump, but they just played their worst game and the last game and the one that mattered the most. Mm -hmm. And so I don't necessarily look at this team as like, hey, they are two pieces away from being a championship caliber team. Like I think that the talent on this team, if they played that game, if they played the Titans 10 times, I think the Ravens probably win eight of of them, maybe nine of them. Mm -hmm. Um, But you don't play it 10 times. It's not a seven-game series. It's not the NBA. And so I, I don't think of the Ravens as being a team that's like, man, they are still three players away. They're not up there on par with the Chiefs or up there on par with the 49ers. Like, I, I mean, think they're the right there. the best team in the regular season in the NFL, 14-2. Right. and two. Right, and it's not like that was a soft 14-2 and two where you look at the schedule and it's like, well, oh, no. they played the toughest schedule perhaps in the NFL. Um, they certainly had the best resume in the NFL. They had the best record. So for all those reasons, I feel like the Ravens are, are I don't think it's a get-over-the-hump situation. Here, here's, here's what they have to do to get over the hump. They have to get over themselves. Yeah, they right. I mean, there, there's no doubt. The past two years, the Ravens have tripped themselves up. Yeah. in the playoffs, uh, like you're saying. I mean, and all right, we're just moving on to the next part of that the episode here. Just getting right into the yeah. loss again. Yeah. Uh, here's what's so frustrating is that the bat the past two seasons, it's not even like the Ravens played a good game and lost. Yeah, I can handle that. Right. I mean, that's what we saw so often with during the Joe Flacco era, t- 2009. 2010, 2011, you know, you go to Foxborough, you you give the Patriots all they can handle, and Lee Evans drops the ball, and Billy Cundiff misses a kick, and you're like, that, as painful as that was. Let me just say, I don't know that you were handling all that well. Oh, handling well, it all no, that well. No, no, I'm, I'm just saying, I mean, that was painful for a different reason, right? Yeah, that yeah. was as painful as it gets. Yeah. That was worse than this year. Definitely. I, I agree. Yeah, Absolutely. I, yeah. As bad as it gets. But you at least walked away from that saying, like, man, gave the Patriots everything you had. And lost mm-hmm. on a fluke. It yeah. just shouldn't have happened. This was just like you didn't even give the Titans yeah. everything you had. Not even close. Right. And and the same thing last year for the Chargers. I mean, it's those two games the past few years just eerily similar. Ravens did not look like themselves at all. Fell behind early because of self inflicted wounds, and then just couldn't seem to recover. Yeah. Right. So to me, to get over the hump, the Ravens just need to get over. Here's what I think it is. They need to be able to sustain a, a, an early hit in the mouth, punch mm-hmm. in the mouth, mm-hmm. and, and be able to get over it because that's what we've seen the past few years. And and whoever that is, whether that's Lamar or whoever, right, I think part of the problem with this last loss was the Ravens did not face a ton of down big early. They didn't face a lot of adversity, period. Yeah. I mean, 
in terms of the games yeah, yeah, during yeah. the games, yep. uh, they're they were so good it was almost to their own detriment once they got to the playoffs and and got behind because yeah. now it's and it, and Marlon Humphrey said this after the game when I asked him you know I said like when you got down early what was it like on the bench were you guys like what's going on he was like yeah kind of yeah, yeah. yeah people were like what the hell is happening this isn't us hit the alarm yeah what's happening right and like I I think that that's what we kind of saw out there it, it seemed like they were thrown off. Uh, and it's frustrating to see that happen two years in a row. So I, I agree with pretty much everything you're saying. I think one big difference from last year to this year is I don't feel like last year's team was good enough to win a Super Bowl. I don't think that last year's team was a Super Bowl-ready team. Um, I thought that they still had some... The offense was still very much in a developmental stage. And, you know, yeah, going certainly into... Certainly the offense wasn't as fully formed as it was right. this season. And, and, and I just... But I, the defense, let's not forget, was the number one defense in the NFL last year. Very good defense. Let's I just, not forget I just, that. I just felt like last year's team, like, when I watched that playoff, those playoffs, I was like... Okay, like it was a great run, but they weren't ready to beat the Chiefs. They weren't ready to beat the Patriots yet. That's what I felt like last year. This year, I feel completely different. I don't know. Last year, when going into that uh, wild card game against the Chargers, I think everybody around here was saying, bring on the Patriots. Well, bring them. We, I think everyone felt that way, but then when I took a step back and I actually watched the rest of the playoffs, I was like, yeah, this team wasn't ready for showtime I don't yet. Know. Whatever. Um, okay. And this They year, definitely were this year. They definitely were this year. And I agree that. I think that I don't necessarily put it on the rust. I don't put it on the layoff. I, I, can I just interrupt you? I, I just think, you have been talking for like ten minutes. I'm now. just going to cut you off for a minute. The rust thing is so stupid. Who gives a rat's behind about whether it was the rust? There's nothing you can do about it. It's like it's like well, you, people, there is people people. Well, what week seventeen? Yeah, you Lamar had the flu, by the way, so he wasn't playing. Well, he I wasn't going to play regardless. Yeah, but that decision was Mar- made. That decision was. But made who cares? It doesn't matter. Lamar had the flu. It doesn't matter. He wouldn't have played anyway. Mark Andrews was dealing with an ankle. He wouldn't have played anyway. Ingram wouldn't have played, right. Right. What And what? You're going to turn down the bye? You know what? We don't want to be rusty. We're going to turn down the bye. We want to play in the wild card because we're afraid of being rusty. Who gives a rat's behind whether it was rust or not? It's not like you're going to well, suck in the regular season so you don't get rusty next year. I'm saying I... I, I I don't think it was rust, personally. But I, I get but, looking to try to like find what the problem was. Well, it, but it's not like something that it is like you could means adjust anything it. moving forward. If if they if the coaches if if John Harbaugh looks at it and feels like rust was the issue, like if he was if he were to say, then maybe he would look at it and say, there's things that we should have done differently in practice to try to alleviate that. I don't know what that is in practice. Yeah, yeah, practicing hard against each other. Well, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, I, again, I don't think it's Russ, but I'm saying that if they determine that Russ was part of the part of the equation, then right. you can change things leading up to that point. Obviously, if you want to buy, you would take the buy. If you, you want the buy, so you would <laughs> take the buy. Um, I just think it's that they got in, into a game where all season long, like you're saying, they were spending fourth quarters wearing sunglasses and dancing around in ba- major games this year, and now all of a sudden you're down 14 nothing at home, and it was just everyone was stunned, and then I think everyone tightened up um and i think that they did things in this game that they didn't do all season this was not an offense that turned the ball over they turned the ball over early they turned it over to too much three times in this game this was an offense that got it every single time on fourth and short in the regular season eight for eight on fourth eight and one. for eight in this game over oh two that those things didn't happen during the regular season why did it happen in this game like 
sometimes it's just simple as the Chargers defensive line got a better push up front on those fourth and one plays, and then you don't this, get it. Well, the Chargers did it last oh, sorry, year. Sorry, so sorry, did the Titans sorry, the Titans year, yes, you're right. this year. Yes, um, lost in the, the trenches yes. both years, and that was a problem. But so, like, yeah, there's little individual things as you look at every single situation, but I just think at a large level, they were just stunned early, and it took them a while to come back from that. And then all of a sudden, the defense – the one thing that's frustrating is I thought the defense played played great for the last 12 games of the season, and I thought the defense came out and played well early in this game, but the, when the offense was struggling, they just needed somebody to come up and make a play, whether that's like Seth Roberts catching a pass and taking that to the house or defensively coming up with some sort of big stop. Instead of on third and one, allowing Derrick Henry to rip off a 65-yard run, Make that tackle. Like, Judon had a shot at him. Make a big tackle. Come up with a forced fumble. Come up with an interception. And nobody defensively was able to kind of help out the offense on a day where somebody needed to jumpstart this entire team. Yeah, I agree. Here's the thing. The the Titans aren't as good as the Ravens are this year. They won the game. They were better that day because they won situational football. Mm -hmm. Every facet of it. They didn't turn the ball over, and they got three turnovers. They were perfect in the red zone. Every single time they got down there, they scored a touchdown, 28 points. No wonder their kicker hasn't attempted a field goal because they're scoring touchdowns. Yeah. Four for four in the red zone. Ravens, not good in the red zone, okay, which was atypical. Fourth and short situations. Ravens 0 for 2, like we said, 8 for 8 the rest of the year. So you look at every situational thing. That's why this box score was so weird. And I, I still felt like the Titans, they just hit a few big plays, the long Derrick Henry run, the touchdown right off the fourth and one stop. Next play, they hit the long touchdown. The ridiculous touchdown, Jonu Smith, to start the game, which I still don't think was a dang I don't think he was laying out of bounds when he caught the ball. I just don't get that one. Yeah. Um, But anyway, like, they just hit, they hit, like, five big plays, right? And then, and that was it. But that's all they needed because they won all the situational stuff. Yeah. And I, I still think that game, I... I really believe that game plays out di- much differently if hmm. Lamar Jackson isn't intercepted on the Ravens' first offensive drive. Because here, yeah, Titans totally get agree. one first down on their first drive and then punt. Place delay a game. Place is rocking. They take a delay a game on third down. Yeah. You get a stop. They punt it away. Ravens' offense immediately starts moving the ball. Lamar makes some nice throws. They're moving, right? That passes six inches lower to Andrews. Three inches. He probably catches it, and you're at the 20. Yeah, three inches lower. You're inside the 20, I think. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, and the Ravens, let's say they score a touchdown there. I think they get a 7 nothing lead. Much different game. To even, me, if that, you get a, even if you get a field goal. Even, even if, if you, you get stall a field goal. and you get a field goal. Right. That, that turnover just fueled the Titans' belief that they could do it. Because they came into the game knowing... We're going to have to get some turnovers. We're going to have to stop them from scoring touchdowns. We're going to have to get field goals from Justin Tucker. We're going to have to get some turnovers. That's our our formula to win. And that's exactly what it was. You get a turnover. You come down. Lamar rips the guy down by his ear hole. Mm-hmm. You know, gets a penalty. That just adds on top of it. You see Lamar's frustrated. Lamar immediately is is ticked. Right. Right. And you kind of go <clears throat> back to Then all of a sudden you start to... Now it's a Natural. self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. You start to think back to that game last now it's year. Self- and, and that's one thing that you and I were talking about the other day on Sunday was, and this gets into the Lamar Jackson conversation and people talking about 0-2 in the playoffs mm-hmm. and what does that mean. Here's what it means is that Lamar now, I think, will have a mental hurdle to get over the next time he gets to the playoffs. Because now it's 
and it's really a shame because whatever he does next season, he can have another MVP year. And everybody is going to be still saying, well, what's he, but what's he going to do when he comes to the playoffs? Yeah. What's he going to do? And that, and that's legitimate. Yeah. I think that's legitimate. Like, you can give him all the... And I... He had a fantastic season. This game shouldn't take anything away from that. Mm-hmm. The dude's awesome. He's yeah. 23 years old. He's ascending. He's going to be even better next year, I think, with more time with his receivers, more time to work on his passing game, all that stuff, right? He's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and we yep. should all appreciate that. That was a fun ride. But... He's got to prove it in the playoffs. And and it's going to be fair next year that no matter what he does, as good as it is, people are going to say, but what's he going to do when we get it? get in there? Because he tightened up yep. two times. Yep. And, uh, you know, you can look at the, the – the Lamar, hey, man, he, he, he kept battling. And I give him credit. He kept battling in that game, and he ended up with some monster stats. Yep. But, you know, there were mistakes that he made, and, and, and that's undeniable. And so the next time he gets there – the pressure is going to be on for him to get off to a faster start in that the playoffs. He's going to have to win one to kind of get that that five hundred pound gorilla off his back. Yeah, right? and and that's that's the case. And look, other great quarterbacks and athletes have gone through that challenge and overcome it. And, and he we, will. And you're right, he and will. Like, I have no doubt that he will. Like, and I think that that label, I don't know if it's completely being placed on him quite yet. Kind of like the. You got to do it in the playoffs. Is he a great playoff quarterback? Like I don't know that that is completely placed on him yet. Like oh, Peyton it's going to be a huge. Like Peyton, you Manning, think that's not going to be written about next year? It is going to be Ravens written about the playoffs, but it wasn't to the extent that <laughs> no. that like Peyton Manning dealt with for like a well, decade. He was what zero for three. His yeah, first three. Right. So, but it's close. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, Peyton yeah, Manning. He's not there uh, I'd have to look at Peyton Manning's entire track record, but it was much later than his third season. He won a Super Bowl. Well, yeah, he was zero for his first three. Sure, but so. Right, yes, which also exactly. I mean, if Lamar were to get to the playoffs next year and lose the first game, yes, it would be magnified even more. Yeah, and like, um, just look at like, look around sports. Like LeBron James was a three-time MVP, but had not won a yep. championship. And the notion at that point was that this guy chokes in the finals, or that he can't get it done in clutch moments. Obviously, that's changed, and LeBron James has won three championships. Yeah. So there's no reason to think that that Lamar Jackson couldn't follow a similar trajectory, which is get to the playoffs early in your career struggle, and then come out of it and be a multiple championship-winning quarterback. Like Absolutely. That could certainly that. happen. Um, but I'm just saying that's going to be a, a narrative for yeah. sure. That he's going to have to – he now has something – he has something that he's going to have to overcome. You know, it's not like we're with a clean slate now. We're starting in an 0-2 count. Well, and, and, and what I think that he'll have to be most prepared for and the team will have to be most prepared for is if you're in the playoffs next year and you throw an interception on the opening drive. How are you going to respond? How do you respond? Yes. Like, do you tighten up? Does the defense go out there and say, oh boy, this isn't Here what we, we expected. Does the offense start to get a little bit nervous? Does he try to put a little bit too much on his shoulders? I, I, I do wonder if he put a little bit too much on him in this game, especially after that first interception, feeling like I can't allow this to happen again. Um mm-hmm. There could have been a little bit of that, I think, because he wants to win well, so badly. Right. It's funny. We talked about this and wrote about it in the week leading up to the game that his desire to win was, we, you know, John Eisberg wrote mm-hmm. the, the biggest factor the Ravens had in their favor. Yeah. Right. Was Lamar's passion. And I felt the same way. You know, when I heard him talk Friday, the Friday during the bye week, and yeah. he just said, like, I'm not going to let us lose again, yeah. basically. Right. I was like, I'm on board. Right. Mm-hmm. Because he's been so good. I mean, he was unstoppable, right? And uh, that could have, in the end, been a, a problem. Yeah. As more than it was an, an aid. And, and 
it did help. I mean, like I said, the dude battled. He did not. He did not bow out. But I think that he uh, was a little bit shaken. Right. Uh, you know, it's interesting. I was talking with going back to the basketball analogy. I was talking to Cliff Brown this week after the game, and he pointed out Cliff has covered all these different sports, and he used to cover the NBA, and he covered uh, Michael Jordan era, and knows Isaiah Thomas well, former Pistons guard. And he said that early on in Isaiah's career, he remembers talking to him, and Isaiah Thomas told him that to win a championship, you have to basically go into a situation where the worst thing that could happen happens. And you have to respond to that and come out of it and basically be willing to deal with that, be able to deal with that. And if you can do it, that's how you're going to be able to win a championship. And I thought that's kind of an interesting perspective, which is like, it's not like the worst thing possible could have happened on Saturday, but... Throwing an interception on the opening game's drive is pretty bad. Yeah, it's a and, rough one. And you need to be able to take that and bounce back from well, it. Well, I mean, I think we all saw what it did, what 2011 did for the 2012 championship team. Yeah. Super Bowl team. I mean, 2011 was as bad as it gets, that mm-hmm. loss. Uh, and and that certainly was a huge motivating factor in 2012. Yeah. Um, and here's the funny thing is, like, you think, you think about Joe... Joe Flacco, right? And, like, Joe had thrown so many picks during his career Mm -hmm. and, like, faced, like, slow starts and all this stuff. Like, he'd been through some rough times. That So when he got into the playoffs, it was like, yeah, yeah, we've been here. We've been behind in games, and we've been gotten off to slow starts and things like that. You just kind of, like, you know, to Joe's credit, that was part of what made him good in the playoffs was he was this very unflappable guy. Yeah. Uh, very even keel, uh, had made mistakes and and bounced back from them. Lamar, on the other hand, I, what I love, I love his passion, absolutely love his passion. But you know, he wasn't as accustomed to Joe. Of he was, he's not a Joe like guy where a mistake happens and he just kind of rolls with it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think it affects Lamar a little bit more personally, emotionally than it did Joe. Um, so his emotions. Lamar's can be a, a, a positive, a benefit to him. And I think it can also hurt him sometimes, uh, you know, if things don't exactly go well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's um, still a tough pill to solve. I, yeah, I mean, I, I, I just remember veterans, I think it was the 49ers game, when Lamar had the, the ball ripped out of his hands, the fumble at mm-hmm. the start of the second yeah, half, and he was going in for a yeah. probable touchdown. And... Players, you know, after the game, Marshall, Mark Ingram, other guys said, you know, it, you could clearly see how upset Lamar was about that play. And yeah. they're like, we got your back. We're going to pick you up. We got your back. You know what I mean? And like, uh, Lamar just wants to win so badly, he gets very emotional about it. Yeah. Um, and I love that, love that about the kid. Love, yeah, love for the sure. passion that Lamar plays with. I just think that is something that he's going to, that will be something he will work on. I think all these things will be good learning experiences. Yes. Obviously. Like the, the 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 disappointment of how the season ended does not change the fact that the team was great in the regular season and that the future is very bright. Yes. I think that both of those things are something that we kind of need to remind ourselves of. This season was an incredible season. I think that's what to me is what stings so much about this one this loss is that you just feel like there was untapped potential that was going to be that, that we wanted to see in the playoffs. Like, this team was so magical during the regular season, 
and there was more left in the tank, a lot more left in the tank that we just don't get to see. Like, yep. you, like that's just that's just how it is in the NFL. It comes like we were just like personally, you're like making plans for the Super Bowl. Uh, oh, literally, I'm plans. debating whether to cancel my Airbnb <laughs> or not right now, and they go, I'm only going to get a 50 percent refund. <laughs> but like, but but you're even from a we're planning content and we're talking about how this that week would look like, and it's yep. because you really felt like this team had all the pieces to be there. And I think that they did have all the pieces to be there. It just didn't like the end. They just laid an egg. Yeah. They just had a stinker. The end comes suddenly in the NFL. It comes to a screeching halt. Sunday they're in here. They pack up the lockers. Today I parked my car out in the parking lot. It looks like a ghost town around here. Nobody's around. It's a depressing place. uh, When the season comes to a crashing halt, uh, that quickly and that's just how it is every single year but this year the suddenness seemed a little bit more than any other year yeah oh i still feel sad i've i still what three days later now yeah i still am like thinking about it all the time wake up and <laughs> making scrambled eggs in the morning I'm like, <laughs> just it just sucks so bad yeah it just sucks so and i i you know i feel so bad for lamar i really do because he wanted to, he, and all these guys wanted to win. It's not just Lamar, mm-hmm. but man, that guy wanted to win. He was so magical, and just to have it, and and like we were talking about, just like all the off season doubt and all that yeah. bull honky that we're gonna have to deal with all next season about, oh, he's not the guy, he's not a guy who can win one, and all this crap that we're gonna have to hear all off season just makes me sick knowing that it's coming now. At least Lamar loves the doubters. He loves the haters. It'll drive him? Oh, I absolutely <laughs> yeah. will drive him. Yeah. Absolutely. And he's, like I said before, he's going to get better yeah. this offseason. Yeah. You thought Lamar Jackson was good this year? Going to be better next year. Yeah, I, I, I think that he will continue to improve. So what, they're going to go 15-1 next year? Yeah, like, why the hell not? Maybe they do. Like maybe they do. <laughs> but like I, I don't know if that's necessary. Maybe we don't lose the game. This maybe it's year, sixteen and zero next year. Maybe nineteen and zero. See um, you, Dolphins. Maybe that's maybe that's what happens next year. But it's just it's hard to do that. And I think that this yes. game was a reminder of why it's so hard to win in the NFL and how the margin of error is so slim, particularly when you get into January. There was one glimmer of positive news since that loss. What's that? No, neither of the off- neither of the coordinators are leaving. Yeah, that is big. That yeah. is that is very big. Uh, yeah. The Cleveland Browns hired Kevin Stefanski, which means Greg Roman, who uh, that was his only interview was with the Browns, will be in Baltimore next year, right? I mean, assuming yeah. he, there's I no think other all jobs. The college openings are yeah. all yeah. taken up. Yeah. So uh, I thought you were presumably gonna... certainly going to yeah. be here next year. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the good news is that the orange juice machine is still on down at the cafeteria. That is true. If, if anybody <laughs> can hear, I was drinking a little. I'm going to have to get about five gallons of that because it's only a matter of time before that shit. I, w- I, I was. We waiting. all know that's for the players. You're right. I was waiting to come in this morning and see the orange juice machine unplugged. How big a thermos do you have and how many <laughs> do you have? Because I need to stock up right now. I know. Just start storing away for the off-season <laughs> months. <laughs> no breakfast. Uh, yeah. Um, well, look, you know, it's it's really disappointing, but there's still a lot of stuff over the course of the offseason from a content standpoint that we will continue to cover. Uh, we'll be at the Pro Bowl next week. There's 12 guys who have been invited. We'll see how many of those guys go. Um, so we'll be there to cover all of that. NFL uh, Honors. NFL Honors is right behind that. Lamar Jackson will... Uh, absolutely, absolutely should be the MVP still for anybody be, wondering. And, and it's and a I, regular season award. Yeah. 
will be the league's MVP. John Harbaugh could be coach of the year. Eric DaCosta could be executive of the year. Check and check. Uh, So that could happen. Combine's right around the corner. Senior Bowl, all that. So um, just because the season has ended doesn't mean that the content stops. So take, take a week. Don't take a week. Keep reading right now. We got good stuff up there right Just, now. Just uh, you know, if you need if you need some distance, I understand it. Take some time. Take a deep breath, and uh, we'll be here for you. We'll and, be here to provide all this stuff. And you know, the lounge it it, it keeps flowing. Yeah, it's a, this is the therapy session <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> for us and for the listeners, exactly. All right. So thanks for listening. Uh, as always, you can email us at the lounge at ravens.nfl.net. Blame Garrett for the loss, uh, <laughs> and get ready. For a big off season. <laughs> That's bad. Oh, it's sad. <laughs> oh. <laughs>